0: Hello friends and true believers, Chris Machete Cochran here, your favorite comic book writer artist slash agent of chaos, proud agent of chaos, yeah, that's how it goes. So hey, welcome to the show today, or tonight or whatever's going on where you are, I'm in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, we are going to do a deep dive, so we're going to do a few of them here, this is, I like to do things in trilogies, so this is part one of some movies that I love, just because I'm a comic book artist, writer, people assume that, you know, wow, he he must love all those Marvel movies. Well, I don't buy all the Marvel comics. I just buy a few of them. And so I don't, no, I don't like all the Marvel movies. No, some of them I dislike, actually. That's another episode, though, isn't it? My favorite movies, uh, basically, I I will do a deep dive on a Marvel movie. I'm not going to let you know what it is, though. Tonight, or today, we're going to do Halloween, the original 1978 John Carpenter Halloween deep dive. Yeah. And this is a great great movie on so many levels the first thing that you need to realize about this movie if you are not Generation X or older is that this wasn't like the newer movies they throw a budget at them they've got time to do the movie they can pick from all these celebrities basically Uh, back in 1978 with this movie it was a timeline for one thing and there was a very small budget for another thing they didn't have a ton of money and they were using some unknown uh, folks to, to star in this movie. One of them was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. This was her very first role ever, and she later became the Scream Queen. So John Carpenter's Halloween, that that logo there was legendary. I was very young when I first saw this, probably about nine years old. It was probably around the same time I first saw uh, the band Kiss Live, right around that time. So to myself, seeing seeing this... Uh, at that age, again, as I mentioned in *The Shining*, how I really gravitated towards the youngest person, Danny, in the movie. I had the same thing here with Tommy, and why not? Tommy was dressed up as a little spaceman. He was reading Marvel comics. You know, I was just a there's Tommy. I was just a few years older than Tommy. So when I when I and there's a Howard the Duck. You can see it's Howard the Duck comic book right there. If any of our true believers have wondered what comic book Howard the Duck, yeah, I saw closer version of a picture of the the cover so I I related to Tommy here uh, as, as being closer to his age than two of the babysitters of Jamie Lee Curtis in this one so yeah yeah so I felt like I was I was in the movie as well and the way it was shot was amazing I'll get into that much more here I just want to lead into and have people appreciate how old this movie actually is the original version and the idea and, and the timeline and the money that went into it. Now, there's a bunch of other layers that go to this. Now, Michael Myers is the kind of character that has layers behind him. Now, even, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not good with numbers, and, and my, my, my members know that, and they forgive me for it. It's the, the movie, the Halloween one where, where uh, Phil Rudd was in there. Never thought. Yeah, Phil Rudd or Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. Phil Rudd was in ACDC. That's <laughs> funny, right? <laughs> So Paul Rudd, it's the Halloween that Paul Rudd was in. They explained that Michael Myers was possessed by Thorn, this ancient uh, back in the 40s, I guess it was, there was this cult and they worshipped demons and one of them was Thorne. And apparently Michael Myers has the curse of Thorn. I'm not going to go into all of that, but that's a layer that's been added over the years throughout the power of Michael Myers and the power of the Halloween movie that started from this low-budget film back in 1978. And Hit my mind i remember going to school and, and kids talking about it and saying man they put a coat hanger in his eye he got stabbed with a knife and he was shot like three times that was the lore of it so let's dive into this a little bit let's start with this logo right here in this movie do you see the fist grabbing the knife do you see the eyes and the nose and the mouth i'll give you a second look at the hand on the knife did you ever notice it's like a side view of a mouth face there's the mouth at the bottom the nose and the eyes looking from bottom up and in the blade is is the reflection of a girl screaming that's hard to see but you can really see the face in the hand that's one of those those things in the little little things in the movie uh, that start off just from the poster that hopefully some of you out there didn't notice and you're noticing it right now going some bitch that chris machete knows the stuff he said he said that and look at it it's there i never saw that those would be my folks that watch out in the country on on so even the poster right what's that Lonnie? i was gonna say that actually the knuckles go all the way through the pumpkin yes the knuckles resonate throughout the pumpkin one two three so there's one two i wonder if there's five kills because uh, there's one two three four five blades it looks like i should have looked into that a little bit more i love the way his eyes almost look like ace fraley's right (laughs) got a little bit of a kiss thing going on there 1978 man that's when Kiss was rocking, right? Oh, that was some good times. 78 was a great year. So starting off, we've got just, you know, that little Easter egg there, and the second one that I showed you. So the movie kicks off with him being really, you know, the young version of Michael Myers. Now, another lure to this movie was being that the first time Michael Myers, he's really young when they start, right? Like I can't remember the exact age because again, I'm bad with numbers, but he's like eight or something. So I could probably find in this in, in this whole deal. Here, lot of people will mention that the first time michael myers ever saw anything sexual he was looking through the window and his sister was making out with this dude with a clown mask on just they were just making out on the couch and he interpreted that into his 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 little mind of like "Er, er, er, er," that's his way of being uh, personal with, with somebody he cares about so that was one look at possibly inside his mind the other one that we find out is that he was being possessed by the demon thorn and it was activated when he went upstairs and uh did did away with his his sister now after that he gets he gets caught by the police and that scene where they zoom in and you don't even like at the point of the beginning of the movie i remember also wondering the age of who was wielding the knife and it was all cuz being so young it was such a bizarre a bizarre way to start the movie back then right into it like that and then you back away and it's a kid and you're like Whoa, and it's a cute little kid as well. It's not like it's some, you know, kid who looks like he's—I he's, don't know how you describe tough-looking kid, right? It's not like it's a big tough-looking kid who you think looks like a bully. It's just a poor little dude. So, the character of Michael Myers, you start to get layers of him uh, at this point, and that's pretty earlier on, uh, pretty early on when they show how young he is. The evolution of Michael Myers continues on from here. This would be the start of him because this would apparently be when the demonic entity of thorn would start into his body now this having him be possessed by a demon or an ancient devil or an ancient cult would explain why he gets killed so many times and he gets back up because he's possessed he's not really human anymore and he was selected because of how dark his mind is so that is one way to look at it one thing that doesn't motivate me is a killer who has no motivation I need motivation. If the killer has motivation, I got motivation. Now, what I like to see with Michael Myers as it's grown, because Brent had a question for me of whether uh, my my co-host Brent, who again is is out on the road right now, I don't know, I don't know what he thinks about hanging out with with CM Punk, because CM Punk's back in W W E. But there's Brent right there. Brent's out in the. But Brent was curious to me if they should have just stopped at one one movie. And I would say no, because now you get the lure of Michael Myers as it goes even further. I think if they just did it once, well, you can't. I, I can't even fathom if they only did a movie once anymore. It's just, like, so unfathomable, like, no remakes. How many times have it been remade now? Three times, I think, or re- retold, or, you know. Rob Zombie has his his take on it, which my, my buddy Brent asked me about as well. And I just rewatched the zombie take. Uh, I liked the first one. I didn't like the second one. I, I'm not the second one with the white horse. Kind of me there. So here's where we grew with it, though, right? The the lure of Michael Myers here. We started off with uh, number one, and now you, now you can't unsee that face in the hands, right? 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 Friends, yeah. Halloween two was not something John Carpenter liked. Apparently, he was really rushed with that. And he did not did not like that movie. Halloween three, they stepped away, right? And they had the masks. Which sidebar. I just watched halloween kills and that movie was all over it the masks like the whole deal was all over halloween kills oh yeah it was great and they backed up the story a bit too halloween kills was really good Uh, i don't see it listed here which is fun because but because it was brand new that's okay leave me here so halloween four um five the poor little girl gets terrorized in five, five four and five and i think it's the curse of michael myers where we get Paul Rudd, and we we learn about the curse, right, being possessed by Thorn. So if you did, <clears throat> excuse me, want to read up on the possession angle, or or watch it, I believe it's the Curse of Michael Myers that you want to look for. Now H2O I found was was not one of my favorites, or Resurrection. I found them both pretty hokey. Uh, they are more media driven. It seemed like they were camping or uh, just kind of cashing in on the whole internet fad of everything, or trying to trying to kind of kickstart it but not really and then we have the rob zombies which i as i mentioned i was just watching again i love the kiss angle in the rob zombie one that's what so brent was asked so moving down a bit here now that we've hit that one brent was asking me uh what i thought of of the rob zombie ones and did they do them justice the first one was great and i love the way they backed it up and showed young michael myers and how he started off in school and how he uh loved the band kiss like this, the movie opens up with god of thunder The the movie opens up with God of Thunder by Kiss. Wow. That's just, to me, what a great way to start a movie. What a great way to start a movie. So sidebarring again, Halloween Kills was really good because they back up and they actually dive right in after where Halloween 1 ended, where Michael Myers got up and took off, but they show the cops chasing him down back to his house. Oh, it's really cool. Really, really cool. Okay, so let's go back to our original Halloween here. Yeah, that's a whole other the last trilogy that they've done of them so halloween michael myers has he has lasted the test of the times 78 that's like that's a long that's and because the, the newest ones were really good i thought i thought kills i haven't seen the newest one there's a newer one that came out this year but the one from last year i, I just saw really good almost 40 years they've lasted the test of times yeah yeah Laurie strode female character in it it's interesting yes there she is there when you watch how the movie starts here the original halloween from 1970, how she's your your classic like they don't come out and say she's a virgin but even down to things like she's taking a drag off the joint and she's cough cough coughing while her friend you know totally that's not that one but her other friend she's dragging the joint and she's fine the police the police officer's uh, daughter there and so, so you can see how they're setting her up to be your token virgin that 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 survives, because usually the virgin survives, right? You have to have one, one classic hero in there that survives. The other thing, the other angle that I always was liking about horror movies is that there's no real superhero. All the power is given to the the villain. The villain is is usually like Jason, a super villain. You know, you don't get somebody come in with superpowers to fight them usually. And that's what makes it a horror movie to me. And that's what scares me. Ghost movies don't scare me. I've mentioned this a few times that, that um, I'm not, I'm not really moved by ghost movies, but you give me a person who keeps coming at you. <clears throat> excuse me, that, that, that really freaks me out. And then you, cause I wonder why. I always want the motivation of what gets this person back up. And at first, when we watched Halloween, the original one it was just that I would, I think the main uh, conclusion that most people came to, with Michael Myers after the first movie was that he was just so mind dead, mind numb, gone upstairs, crazy, psycho, that he didn't feel pain and it didn't register to his brain. I think that was the initial original, I don't think there was any thought of him being possessed by a demon or anything like that where they later on went to in the story. I think originally it was just that this guy was so psycho that he didn't feel pain, right? So that's pretty scary. That's pretty scary. Now, another thing with this movie, that which I find really, really cool, uh, is that he's always around if you look in the background. When they go to the, uh, there's the house that he that he goes back to. So let's talk about the house a little bit and just the haunting image of that. Uh, I look at that, that's really cool as well. It's such a small little house. It's a lot of times when you see horror movies, you're overpowered by this huge house. I'll give you an example. It's not a house, but The Shining, the motel, right? We were watching something, some other classic 90s horror movies, my wife and I and my producer here, Lonnie. um, And they weren't that great, but we were focusing on like House on Haunted Hill, I think was one of them, and some other ones in that vein. And they really weren't that scary to me. Again, ghosts don't get me. I'm not really afraid by ghosts. But they were huge mansions. And I found the, the, the intro, the drive up to these places more scary than actually what happened. I got inside from the views inside, and I wanted to live there. Whoa, this is so cool. Uh, Same with The Shining, actually. would love to stay Stay in a building like that. So look at this little house. Look at this little house. Eventually, what our famous writer does here, and our our writing crew or directing crew, I can't give all the credit to John Carpenter, I don't think, or maybe I can. wasn't there. They turn this in almost like a haunted house uh, movie later on. Oh, in Resurrection. Well, no, in the very first one. you you see you see you see our hero go up to the door to drop off some information because the house is being sold who's on the inside you don't know but they're viewing out it's michael myers you hear him breathing now the house is creepy and then he he puts the tombstone in the like oh wow so soon we're getting a haunted house yeah this is what this is the thing and a lot of people don't realize this about the movie how he really took you down that road and the other one was just that michael myers is everywhere and if he's not there that station wagon's there which is so cool he's watching he's there he pops up behind the bushes he's looking in through the window he's like the boogeyman it's so freaking cool and then it winds down to this this uh, haunted house basic theme but also the shots you get um they get it almost closes in on you it seems the movie as we keep continuing it seems like the shots get tighter this is a perfect example you how tight that shot is yikes and we end in a closet how can you get tighter than that? You're like boom! You're stuck in this closet. And then he gets she she get he gets stabbed in the eye with the with the, uh, with the uh, I was gonna say a clothesline. Well, knitting needles first, and then with the coat hanger, and then he gets shot like three or times. I can't remember the number, but uh, but that was the big thing. And then he falls off the balcony and lands on the ground. Is that the boogeyman? Yeah, it sure was. Then he goes and looks. He's lying there. Goes back and looks again. Damn, that was awesome. And as a kid, you're like, oh my god, he's still out there. And then they flash at the houses and stuff and go back to the the final house. So well done. So well done. And with such little money, such little time, such little star power. Incredible movie. Incredible movie, the way it ends as well. Yeah, that's that's a great movie. I I gotta say that in the just the scheme of things, I do lean towards horror and, and suspense a lot as my my uh my my friends know and my members know my followers know i just find there's so much layers to it and i like to dive into it michael myers is one of them i've always found him very intriguing since i was a kid and he has uh, you know it's spurred off so many uh other things like that jason pinhead I think before this was uh bob clark's black christmas black christmas yeah yeah So and this movie was highly influenced apparently by Bob Clark's Black Christmas. Now, do my do my viewers out there know another movie that Bob Clark is famous for? That's coming up. Yeah, I know my wife does, but that's okay. (laughs) We'll see if anybody else knows another movie that Bob Clark, Canadian filmmaker, is famous for. He did Black Christmas, which is a cult cult favorite, and he also did another one. And we're coming up to that time of the year. We're in November right now, getting close. So the original Halloween 1978 gem i got to say it's a gem there's my cat agreeing john carpenter's halloween is a gem there's so much there's so much uh influ- influential horror material going on in this movie from the opening scene here to the film poster to the little things that are uh embedded in our characters mainly the villain the villain is just, man, like, Michael Myers has a lot of layers, a lot of layers to him, and he just seems indestructible. And if you go through the killings, it's like he just wants one person. Yeah, but I think Lori But, but he just wants one person. But the other ones, he'll take the other ones on the way, right? Yeah. It's just kind of like, I'll use these other folks as well. And what were we going to say about Lori Strode? Oh, I just think she's a strong character, too. Laurie Strode is a very strong character, and she became a later screen queen, but also, again... The, the, the strong, the, again, in the 70s, 60s, there was these strong virgin characters that didn't succumb to the weakness, the uh, the passions of sex, right? They held strong till marriage, yeah. you know, good Christian girls, and they were very strong in their faith, and they could stand up to these ultra-violent villains. And you could see it portrayed throughout the movie while the other girls around her were falling wayside, first off to smoking marijuana, and then secondly to sex. But she stayed strong, and she protected the kids. So there's so many cool little items in this movie that uh if you slow down and watch you're really going to dig you're really going to dig uh okay so that is my selective deep dive into one of my favorite movies of all time halloween the original and just a little bit of more info into michael myers because he's a great character a great 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 character now i could go and break down all these scenes but uh, a lot of people have already done that i'd rather focus on the stuff that i enjoyed about the movie and maybe some things uh that my uh age and rewatching and vibes I've tipped you off to okay so that is our deep dive there might as well play the outro for the deep hey right on okay cheers true believers thanks for tuning in my name is Chris Machete. Cochran, I'm your favorite Arter, artist, <laughs> artist writer, Artist-writer and guy who's losing his tongue. Been maybe writing too much. So tonight we did that deep dive on Halloween. It was awesome. Now I'm going to pimp some of my stuff, because we are Machete Comics. We're a company. We have stuff. There's there's one right there. It's number four. Cool stuff. But we are launching some more t-shirts. I figure we got it. Hey, we're almost hitting Christmas. We should get some more horror stuff out before we hit Christmas. <laughs> what do we got to show them there, Lonnie? Just a I'm going to take a second here. But we've, we're launching some new T-shirt designs. There's a, uh, the Shining three-quarter length sleeve. I love three-quarter length sleeves. All right, so that's $3.7 Canadian. You can choose different colors yeah. on the sleeves. On the sleeves, you can get different colors. And we've had a few people, they're, they, uh, the quarter length sleeves are the they. Quarter-length sleeves right now. Unfortunately, it's not one of our shirts, but it's uh it, it's still three-quarter-length three sleeve. So we got some horror shirts coming out. Horror shirts coming out. And here's another one. This one's from The Shining, and this is uh the gentleman at the end of the movie. Great party, isn't it? I like that one too. Oh, party guy. Yeah, party guy. <laughs> That's classic, man. That is a classic one. I love it. I'd, I was mentioning I'd like to get some numbers in the name or some numbers on the back and the name Machete Comics. Back as well. I oh, look at this one. This one is so cool. Dang. Hopefully, I didn't burn out the mic there on that, but I really <laughs> like this one because it's the comic book cover, Friday the 13th comic book cover. Three quarter sleeve shirt. Man, we've got some horror styled stuff coming out for you, my friends. And, uh, what else couple. do we got? got oh, okay. So, we got the Wonder Woman shirt is out new, mm-hmm. brand new, $33 because it's not three quarter length sleeve on this one, but you can get different colors and such. Uh, that's cool. That's a design that I did in my wife, uh, Wonder Woman. T-shirt. Beans agrees. Beans likes that one. Yeah, the cat. Oh, wow, that's quick, so we're getting the Christmas stuff out. As I said, let's get the horror stuff out first. There is uh, a little bit of a head uh, heads-up on some stuff we got coming. Okay, don't show that yet. That's not for sale yet. That's, that's not in there yet. Okay, here's another new one. Another new T-shirt design that we have for sale on our website, www.machetecomics.ca. This is of uh, a samurai girl. This is really cool. I love it. She's got the fan there. And you can use our, our QRC code. What do you call that? Yeah, you scan a QR Q- code. QR code. You scan that little dealie there with your phone, and you can go right there and, and purchase a T-shirt. Great Christmas ideas. We also have comic books on there, the new comic book. Excuse me. <clears throat> Skeletron number four is available. There is Skeletron four is available. We're just sold out of issue two now. Issue two has gone, but we're going to go to second print on it. We are working on issue five right now. And so issue one's available, issue three's available, issue four is available, okay? And you get those from our website as well. And lots of other things like beer cozies and wine cozies or coasters, all that kind of fun stuff we sell on our website as well. There we go. There's our buddy. Hey, Look at that. I love
1: it. I
0: love it. I don't That's great. Yeah. Uh, We have, that's the Kiss logo that we amalgamated into the Machete comics, Machete Army. I love you. you can see. I'm a fan. We're a fan. Yeah. There's ace over there too. So, my friends and true believers, how was your week? We went to see Kiss. We went to Ottawa to see Kiss and it got canceled. And then we're at the motel and there was an ice storm. So we we're trapped in there. There was a pool though and a hot tub. We went in there right away, but KISS was canceled. And then we were offered uh because we were on the list as well, man. Not I'm on the list. Dang anyway uh paul stanley was sick so he was sick again the following night we got offered tickets for toronto we we're like oh no, i can't drive all the way from Kingston or to ottawa or toronto and exhausted and such right and plus had to get back to work but paul stanley canceled toronto as well because he was sick and rumor has it that some kiss fans were so upset they like tried to drive right through what was the golden gate bridge or one of the bridges bridge? the peace bridge peace man the peace bridge going between canada and the states because he was so upset that he couldn't get to see Kiss, he was a Kiss fan. So Paul Stanley, what's going on, man? Causing havoc. Biggest, my biggest disappointment was there was a lot of little nargans. There was such, there was so many little dudes there at the motel we stayed at, and I was talking to them, of course, because it's like, dude, Kiss, yeah, you're the same age I was when I first saw Kiss. Because I was like seven, I was like eight years older so around there when I first saw Kiss. And I see a lot of kids at the motel that were at age two, and then Paul canceled rainstorm. We're stuck there. They did uh, put on a live. One of the fans there put on a live DVD and a bunch of people congregated in the conference room and watched it. But we didn't do that. We hung out in our in our room and rock and rolled all night and partied every day on our own. My wife couldn't sleep. <laughs> she was up all night. She could not sleep. I woke up at like nine o'clock or something, maybe or whatever. And I was like, hey, how's it going? She goes, like, I have slept days. Like, oh my gosh, well, let's get the hell out of here. Let's get you home. Dang. I know what that's like. I get travelers' anxiety. And it really hits me when I get home. So to my mental health friends, wow, I hate leaving the house. I really do. Or it's more I just enjoy staying home nowadays. I I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's as much as I hate leaving the house as it is I enjoy staying home. But, man, traveler's anxiety sucks. So if you're out there hitting anxiety, especially with these dark, short days, I could see that. I could see that. Stay strong, my friends. My ADD has been, like, bouncing today. No no focus for you today, my friend. Well, we got this and thank you so much for tuning in my friends i really appreciate it i we uh, i we did uh episode on halloween 1978 we are no longer with crier media i would like to thank dean blendell and the network for launching us we are now moving on to other things and i will announce more on that later but i want to thank everyone who has supported us thus far uh, i'd like to thank dean because dean really was the one behind there and brent but brent's still with me so but it was really dean and brent that were pushing us on crier media and the dean blendell network <laughs> dean blendell network back in the day so i'd really like to thank them for their support we're moving on um this is independently done today huh just like the comic book indie style so thanks everybody for your support so far it's because of you that i feel that i can make this jump to possibly another channel more information coming on that and if you are suffering from any kind of anxiety or AD or uh you know adhd add whatever you know i can hear you man my traveler's anxiety was just for that kiss show driving to ottawa and back and they didn't they didn't play either hit me when i got home i started hyperventilating but i'm I'm good now i'm good but if you want to share in your stories or whatever i think of of water the ocean flowing in and flowing out with my breath i find that But anyway, I'm rambling. Sorry. Hey, my name is Chris Machete. I want to thank my wife, Lonnie, for producing and riding along here with me. She also wanted to send along her thanks to uh, the Blundell Network and to Cryer Media. So, yeah. So, party on. Be excellent to yourself. If you feel you can walk outside of your house and help other people go for that, too, just don't be a douchebag, and I'm cool with you, all right? This is Machete Comics. Mm.